Thanks for tuning in to the Prime Bookseller Podcast, the bi-weekly podcast discussing all things Amazon bookselling. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Prime Bookseller Podcast. I'm Eric, and we're back with another episode. It's actually been a while since I recorded one of these, so when the last thing we left off on was the upsides to selling on Amazon, which... There are plenty of, but what I think something that other many people overlook is some of the downsides to selling on Amazon. And before we go into what those downsides are, I want to make it very specifically clear that this isn't really, most, a lot of these are not downsides to any way in fault of Amazon's. A lot of the downsides to selling on Amazon just have to do with the fact of the way um, you're selling within somebody's wall garden, which is a typically a very unhealthy thing to, to do in a business if that's your only source of income, which for a lot of Amazon sellers, that's exactly where they find themselves. They find themselves that they are 100% reliable on Amazon. And the important thing to realize about that is, is that as an Amazon seller, when you're selling on Amazon, you're selling to millions and millions of different people. And you have access to millions and millions of different customers. But when it also comes down to it, you really only have one customer and that's Amazon. Because if Amazon decides for whatever reason, they don't want you to be selling on their platform anymore, those millions and millions of customers go away and you really have no way of retaining those customers if Amazon decides to not allow you to sell anymore. So this is the, the, the number one biggest downfall to selling on Amazon is that, and this is, we're going to do an episode coming up later in this podcast where we're going to talk about why you always need, even from day one, to think about how can I create revenue streams in my business that are coming from sources other than Amazon. And this is the biggest driving force for that is because you cannot build a stable business and be completely reliable on one source of income, Amazon. That is the number one downside to this platform. Now, there are other things that make all the remaining, well, I should say that any downside to selling on Amazon is greatly, greatly outweighed by the upsides of selling on Amazon. I am never going to look at a person and say that you should not sell on Amazon because it's just not a a good move. Everybody should be selling on Amazon. If you have a physical product, put it on Amazon. But there are a number, number of things. And again, this comes to the fact that you're selling on their platform, which means they call the shots, they make the rules, they decide what goes. You do not. And that can be very frustrating and very hard for any seller. Some examples of this are Um, They have numerous key performance metrics and we'll probably do an episode at some point in time that dives into what these different metrics are and what they mean. But these metrics are how Amazon measures you as a seller. And if these metrics fall down below a certain percentage, you'll start seeing banners on the screen like, hey, we might suspend your account because you're not doing what we're told told you to do. And once you understand these metrics, you're going to find out that a lot of these metrics are things that that you cannot control okay i've i used to back in in the early days of selling on amazon i used to sell dvds and i don't sell dvds anymore but but 
that's beside the point. At one point in time, I sold a DVD, and this DVD was called Borat, I think it was, is the name of the movie. And if anybody's familiar with this DVD, as a practical joke, the people that made the DVD put the DVD itself, the movie, looks like a burnt DVD. And this is the way it was manufactured. This is not, it was not a burnt DVD. It just, as a joke, the people that made the movie made it look like it was a burnt DVD. And a customer bought that DVD for me at one point in time. And they filed a complaint that it was counterfeit because it looked like a burnt DVD. Well, as you can tell from this story, <laughs> that's not relevant. And and I can't go back to Amazon and say, hey, you know, this is the way this movie was made. They wouldn't listen to me. So a lot of these metrics that they put out there for sellers to follow are just they're designed in such a way that in many ways you can't control them because a lot of it comes from customer complaints and stuff like that. And if you get a customer complaint that you sold them an item and said it was new, but it was used, well, did you screw up? Or in a lot of situations, the customer may have just not liked something. Maybe the package was a little dinged up and they said, well, this isn't new. This is used. And they file a complaint on you. There's nothing you can do about that. And and that can make your career as an Amazon seller very frustrating. Frustrated. Again, I want to go back to the fact that that most of these things you learn to deal with, you start to understand these metrics and you just... You understand that sometimes these metrics are going to hit your account and there's just going to be nothing you can do about it. And the most important thing, as long as in most of my experiences, as long as you are above board, you're not really doing something wrong. Yes, you're going to get dinged with these every once in a while, but for the most part, you'll never get dinged enough unless you're actually doing something wrong that it will affect your account. But these things can be very frustrating and it can also be just, I mean, it, it makes you rethink the whole business model when you see these things come through and be like, oh my God, am I, is my account going to get suspended for something that I have no control over? And, you know, if you ever do get your account in trouble, they, they're going to tell you to put together a plan of action to explain how you're going to fix this problem. Well, I mean, try to sit down and write a plan of action of how you're going to explain to your customer that the CD was manufactured by the company to be burnt and not a legit, it's just designed to look that way and that it's not a burnt CD. You can't, you can't, you can't draft a response to Amazon to justify that. It's just one of these things that cannot be done. So these challenges can become very frustrating. Now, Again, I don't want these downsides to be something that turns anybody away from trying this business because, the, like I said, the upsides are far greater. But it's like anything, there is going to be downsides to everything you do. And performance metrics, this are a huge part driving force of that downside. There's also things which we'll do a specific episode on later in this podcast as well, which talks about product restrictions where you might go and source a product, bring it home, try to list it to Amazon and Amazon's like, Oh, well, we're just not going to allow you to list that product on Amazon because, and 
And then you're just kind of out the money because it's like, well, you know, we're not going to tell you that we you can't in, in certain instances, they'll say this is gated for everybody. You can't send it in, but there are other product restrictions that are specific to your account. And the only way for you to really tell you're restricted in it is to actually try to list the item and it'll tell you if you're restricted or not. So these are all very big frustrations that you're going to run into. Don't worry about them. You will learn to get used to them, work around them. You will develop systems to lessen the annoyance of these problems, but they do still exist. And because of this, this is why, and this is one of the biggest mistakes I see almost any Amazon seller make is like I alluded to before, most Amazon sellers, they get on the Amazon platform, they start selling on Amazon, they start making good money, and they say, why would I ever go anywhere else? And this is the number one reason why I encourage everybody, from day one, start thinking about ways you can drive your business off of Amazon. And start bringing in revenue from places that is not Amazon, because you just don't want to be relied you do not want to rely on one company like that for any type of business. It's just not a safe, it's safe w way to run your business. And I think another important downside that I didn't really touch on that I think we should talk about is just that you have to realize that there is literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people a month trying to jump onto Amazon to sell. And you know what that creates is that creates a marketplace that's very saturated with competition. And that can be frustrating for a seller. Again, though, always keep in mind, I say 100,000 people jump onto Amazon to try and sell. Probably 98,000 of them are done selling by after 30 days. They just give up on it. So keep that in mind that while the numbers may seem huge and dramatic, it's not quite that dramatic because like any business, and especially in this space, it's extremely, extremely high failure rate. And why is it a high failure rate? Because whenever there's a business that's super easy to start, everybody tries to start one. And if you're not committed, if you're not dedicated to it, you're just going to fail. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing. I would love to tell you that that you know you can just pick this up and start doing this and succeed you can but it takes dedication it takes you putting in 100% of your effort to make it work if you're not willing to do that which most people are not they're looking for something super easy super simple that they can make easy money with and that formula just never works it just it has such a low success rate that most people inevitably are going to fail. So don't be afraid by the competition, but just realize that whatever model you're looking for, I, I, I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're looking to sell in the used book space, which because that's the what this podcast is supposed to be about. And in my opinion, is still to this day, the most unsexy, but still one of the best models of selling on Amazon. But Whatever space in Amazon you, you work with, it's going to be hard to find profitable books. And that's because there's going to be a 100,000 people out there that are also trying to find the same books you're trying to find. So another big critical phase to this is, is that 
you know, take what I say, take what you see online, other people talking about selling books, but try to create your own business. Don't try to just rip off, duplicate everything you see because it is going to be saturated and it chances are that if somebody is teaching you how to do the thing you're that you're doing online, there is going to be a lot of other people that are going to be watching that thing and doing the exact same thing as you. So whenever you take any sort of lesson from anybody about selling on any platform or selling anywhere or doing anything that is out in a public place, make sure you look at that and say, how can I make this my own? Because I don't want to just rip off this guy's strategy because it ain't going to work because there's going to be so many other people ripping it off. I don't really think uh, those are the big downsides I wanted to hit on in this segment. Just be, I'm going to recap them again because I do, I think that a lot of people might listen to this episode and say, well, that doesn't sound that bad. That doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But I do want to reiterate that, that just the single fact of being stuck on one single platform is just not a, in my view, it is not a good strategy if you want to build a long-term business. If you're looking to sell books on Amazon as a side hustle for fun, whatever, great. You don't ever have to expand past Amazon. But if you are trying to build a legitimate business, please take some time as you're building this business. You do not have to do it from the get-go, but take some time to think about how else you can expand beyond the Amazon sphere. How can you take this business and draw some revenue from a place that doesn't come from Amazon? I highly encourage every, every, everybody to do that. And the other big key to this episode that I want people to walk away with is that understand that this is an entirely saturated market because starting a business on Amazon is so easy. It is by far, it is not nowhere near too saturated that anybody can't be successful because again, yes, it's saturated, but people stop selling as fast as they start selling on this platform. So it's not as saturated as you might think. And the third thing is, is just realize Amazon is going to put a lot of restrictions on you while selling. And we will cover these in more detail later in future episodes. But these product restrictions we talked about, these performance metrics that they have, these are all things that are going to be a pain in your butt. They're going to be a uh, they're they're going to be a downside to selling on Amazon. But do not let them sway you from not selling on Amazon. Just pay attention to them, understand them. And you will eventually find ways to work around them. And when I say work around them, do not do shady things to try and like pad the numbers or something. But just you're going to understand what the metrics are and you're going to realize when one comes through, you're going to look at it and you're going to say, you know what? That one came through. That sucks. But there's nothing I can do about it. With that, I'm going to wrap this episode up. As always, if you do have questions coming from this podcast, please reach out to me. The email address is sales, S-A-L-E-S, at kings, K-I-N-G-R-S, ridgemedia.com. 
Um, as well, do check out our show notes. We do have a multiple services for booksellers that are very helpful, and I would encourage anybody to check them out if they're if you're interested in growing your business. We have options of sourcing inventory. Um, we are currently working on providing a service that just gets questions answered for any booksellers, as well as we do have plans of launching a number of courses that you'll come out see probably come out over the next year with everything to do with selling on on books on Amazon. So check out those notes. If there's anything that you find interesting, you can set up a Zoom call with me to talk about them, see what how they can help your business. And I will see you back here in two weeks on the next episode. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Prime Bookseller Podcast. Join us for the next episode as we discuss all things Amazon bookselling.